0: Hey, everybody, Saul Marquez with the Health Matters Podcast. I want to welcome you back to the podcast. And if you have not subscribed yet, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And if you're back for more, welcome back. Today, we have another amazing interview. Today, it's Lisa Collins that we'll be hosting. She is the CEO of Optum Advisory Services and is responsible for their payer, provider, and strategy and growth teams at the Optum Advisory Services Group. She supports the growth of the teams and they've achieved top healthcare advisory services in the country. Prior to Optum, Lisa was with Cerner Corporation where she served as Vice President of Global Services, leading their consulting, managed services, and support business. Prior to joining Cerner, Lisa was Managing Director at Accenture, In their healthcare practice, responsible for establishing and leading the healthcare provider practice. Preceding Accenture, she spent 20 years at Siemens Medical Solutions in a variety of leadership roles, including their North America services business. I'm excited to dive into some really excellent points around technology, how we incorporate things, and how to best benefit patients Without further ado, I want to welcome Lisa to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: Thank you. Very nice to be here.
0: Yeah. So Lisa, an incredible event and Optum is doing so much to transform the way care is delivered. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to have you here. Before we dive into that stuff, I want to ask you, what is it that inspires your work in healthcare?
1: I guess the opportunity, of course, to fix a lot of still what is not as seamless as it could be. Been in healthcare my entire career. Plenty of opportunity to still fix and continue to drive efficiency, and I would say just obviously provide better patient outcomes and better care for our, all of us as healthcare consumers. We
0: need it. We need it. Yeah, yes. and you have such a an impressive resume and experience. Cerner on the care delivery side as well. Optum. So I'm excited to connect with you on a couple things here. What are some examples of how predictive analytics are being used to forecast health trends and anticipate staffing demands?
1: Yeah, we're actually using a lot to try to, first of all, predict patient volume. So once you start understanding what your patient volume is, down to even personalization around the types of care that's required, the types of, you know, whether chronic conditions and certain zip codes, and even down to that kind of personalization, you then can start projecting out what are your staffing needs? What is your supply chain needs? What are your needs around room availability, surgical rooms, things like that, imaging All of that comes downstream from being able to start forecasting your volumes. Lisa,
0: what data do you use for that
1: connection? Plenty of data, right? So you do get a lot, though, from the EMR data. And then you start looking at just really your population, Mm -hmm. you know, what's happening within your population certain zip codes, things like that, too, that you can start utilizing within that. But then... Honestly, it depends how far out in the future you're trying to go. Sure. Where we're most predictable and, and I would say actually where we're most accurate in our predictions is being able to really look fairly short term. You know, you're looking days, weeks out, not sure. months out. So social determinants and things like that are further long term, we're not quite there on, you know, the accuracy there. The further out you go, the less accurate it is, but when you can get Shorter term, which is really critical, super you know, valuable. I mean, right,
0: you, a couple of weeks is valuable. Of
1: days at this point is <laughs> yeah. like hours. Sometimes is valuable. <laughs> <laughs> you're so right about that. Yeah, <laughs> you're so, so right about that. And that's just really DMR data. It's your scheduling data. It's then looking at from staffing perspective, your whether it's Kronos data or things like that from yes. your staffing capabilities and what you have capacity. Hmm. So it's typical supply and demand like any other industry. We just haven't done enough of that focus within the healthcare industry, which. Amazon can predict exactly needs of any community at any time and any individual, right?
0: Yeah, it's impressive. And so the Optum platform enables this.
1: Yeah, we're building out algorithms. Yeah, so, I mean, again, we're building out algorithms that start being able to predict all this and helping our clients be able to forecast those needs. And then you continually learn on those algorithms and, you know, machine learning that continuously learns on how to improve based on that data, based on the information of how to then, what is the right staffing? What is the right labor? What is the types of labor? You know, and then all the supplies, et cetera, that come.
0: Yeah, the entire chain. Right. So we're in an environment of labor challenges. Sure. And so as providers look to prepare for when patient volumes go up significantly and maybe they don't have the staff. Yes. What do they do? What are the options?
1: Sure. First of all, retaining labor Getting labor, finding out how to get labor. I mean, that's obviously the big focus of all healthcare providers right now. It's just a war on talent. So, having said that, providing flexibility with your labor, providing opportunities for virtual and in person, yeah. we're using technologies even to allow virtual type assistance to maybe less skilled nursing folks that are at the bedside. So whether it's a nurse's aide or something yeah. but you're then supported by virtual technology that is a more skilled and trained clinician on the back end. So all sorts of I would say right now there's a lot of innovation going on of what is that right mix? What's the right, you know, what are the tools and technologies you can use? What is the automation and automation into the clinical journeys and to the things like that that'll take away from the manual task, mm-hmm. especially within the EMR and systems. So that the labor that you do need and require at the bedside is really then focused just on the patient yes, and helping the patient, not on some of the back office type things or the administrative tasks.
0: Yeah, it's really helping nursing and physicians, I guess, practice at the top of their license. Exactly. Yeah. Long
1: ways to go, though. A lot more opportunity in this space, even building on to like clinical decision support systems and next best action and being able to provide those recommendations, the more and more of that kind of intelligence that we can insert into this whole clinical journey the better off we'll be, allowing them to work at the top of the license. That's fantastic.
0: Now, how would you say Optum is different than everything else out there? You know, How are you guys positioned to help yeah. health leaders succeed?
1: I mean, I think the biggest thing is obviously the amount of data and, and analytics and insights that we have mm. available to us to help with building out those algorithms, to try to test these algorithms, to develop machine learning. The investments we can make in that kind of technology that's required to do what I just described yes. is endless. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, it's just yeah. endless. And part of the reason why I came to Optum, <laughs> big part of the reason why I came because of that capability. Wow. So I would say that's the biggest differentiator. And then just the expertise within, deep, deep expertise of clinicians, physicians, advisory type folks that are deep in healthcare, but all of those folks that we have in our organization, again, endless that we can tap into.
0: Thank you for that. Now, as you think about maybe some examples, any examples of customer success and how the technology has been deployed?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I think within the RevCycle back office in healthcare in general, same with us, you know, we actually take over a lot of our We run revenue cycle, back office, billing claims, all the kinds for our clients, right? That's something that's been in the industry for a while, right? And we're Mm -hmm. always becoming better and better at that, of creating intelligence into all of those administrative processes to remove burdensome manual type work. So that's absolutely a proof point. We've been doing that for years. And again, now we're getting more into the clinical side and clinical decision support and some of that that we're building out. And we've had some success, obviously, with that side as well. But we need, I would say all of us, not just Optum, but all of us need to continue to pursue that and build out that kind of really creating next best action for physicians, caregivers, things like that, that allow them to continue to really focus on just the patient and not all the other administrative type things.
0: That's fantastic, Lisa. Thank you. So uh, really appreciate that. And one final question for you. What are the metrics of a sustainable workforce? Yeah,
1: I think that's a great question. You know, what we look for is obviously engagement by your teams. Are folks engaged? Are they energized? Are you seeing higher rates of sick days, PTO time? Are you seeing higher rates of, you know, even violence in the workforce, things like that, there's issues. And I would say within healthcare specifically though, it's patient satisfaction scores, error rates, never events, all those kinds of things that you gotta, you must monitor and understand is that increasing or decreasing, I think those are indicators of how your workforce is feeling and how they're engaged, risk and safety scores, things like that. So, you know, and my recommendation, any of that is, and us at Optum as well, is just stay connected to your teams, have everyone feel a sense of purpose, a sense of value and appreciation and let them have a safe space to talk about any issues they are having. And again, just appreciation and thank you.
0: Totally. Totally. And too often we forget about that, right? We
1: get so busy, so busy. And if you just need to take the time,
0: it's a good reminder, Lisa. Well, listen, thank you for your time. Really appreciate the opportunity to connect with you on some of the unique things Optum's doing. What closing thought would you leave us with?
1: I think just all of us need to stay focused on how do we continue to improve this healthcare delivery system US globally across the world of just improving patient care and taking care of our workforce and the folks that are out there each and every day taking care of all of us as consumers and patients and and just taking care of our folks.
0: Let's take care of each other. Lisa, thank you so much. Really appreciate you.
1: Yep, thank you.